coming to you from the Deep South. This is the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast. High impact leadership is not reserved for leaders, and it has nothing to do with your position, title, or rank. However, it does have everything to do with your character. It's time to climb to the next level and beyond, personally and professionally. Now, let's start making it happen with your host, Max Story. Thanks for listening to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast today. Today we're on part 29 of 30 as we focus on this series based on my book, Blue Collar Leadership and Culture, The Five Components for Building High-Performance Teams. We're still in the, in the execution component of the transformation equation. This is the third, the third part relative to execution. 29 out of 30 overall, but the third part out of four relative to execution of cultural change, cultural transformation. So the title of chapter 29 is Create the Transformation. That's all about execution, right? Create the transformation. The subtitle is Positive Culture Change Won't Just Happen. A Leader Must Make It Happen. And, you know, we last episode talked about leaders always responsible. And as we transition into the responsibility of creating the transformation, I just want to share a quote with you from Jocko Willink. He was a U.S. Navy SEAL commander. He's, he's got a book called Extreme Ownership and a couple other books. And uh, Extreme Ownership is all about high-impact leaders taking responsibility. So Jocko says this. The leader bears full responsibility for explaining the strategic mission, developing the tactics, and securing the training and resources to enable the team to properly and successfully execute. So when when Jocko talks about in that quote, explaining the strategic mission, that's what this culture book does for your team If you take them through a book study, like he says, the leader bears full responsibility for explaining the strategic mission. That's what I'm doing for you in this book. That's why if I was doing this as a top leader, everybody in my organization, I don't care if it's 10 people or 10,000 people, they would all be going through this book through a book study so they'd understand the strategic mission, the big picture. What are we doing? Why are we doing it? How are we going to do it? All that kind of stuff. If you've been listening to the series, you understand all that by now. Because I've been I've been dumping some stuff on you. Remember, if you read a chapter from this book, it only takes you six or seven minutes. But I'm usually talking 20 or 30 minutes. And I probably could talk for 20 or 30 days <laughs> on each one of these chapters. There's a lot of stuff below the surface. So I want to tell you what John Maxwell says. This is a, I'm going to start, it's kind of a multiple component quote, so it'll take me a minute to get through it, but I want to share this with you. So this is from John Maxwell. He says, if you want to start creating a leadership development culture, then do the following. Champion leadership, which is define and model good leadership. Then he says, 
teach leadership, which is train leaders on a regular, frequent, consistent basis. Then he says practice leadership, which is help emerging leaders to plan and execute, fail and succeed. Then he says coach leadership, which means review new leaders' performance and correct their errors. And then he says, finally, reward leadership, which means reward good leadership with pay, resources, and recognition. Well, that's a short quote from John, but that's what my entire book on culture is about. All of that stuff, champion leadership, teaching leadership, practicing leadership, coaching leadership, rewarding leadership. That's what you got to do to create a leadership development culture. This book walks you through it. This 30-part series is walking you through it. The leader's responsible. It's not just going to happen. The top-level leaders got to make it happen if we're talking about the entire organization. Any leader on the org chart can make it happen for their team. But again, this book is about helping the top-level leader become the sought-after employer of choice in their industry. Not going to reteach all that. You go back to the first five chapters, first five uh, sections of this 30-part series, and you can get all of that you want. The question you must answer at this point isn't, can I create a high-impact culture and build a high-performance team that will ensure my organization becomes the employer of choice within my industry and in my area of operations? That's an easy answer. Can you do it? Can I do it? That's an easy answer. Yes, you absolutely can and you absolutely should. That's the easy part. See, the harder question that only you can answer is, will I create a high-impact culture and build a high-performance team that will ensure my organization is the employer of choice within my industry and in my area? There's a huge difference between can you do something and will you do something. And I'm talking about execution. Can I is not going to ex answering that question is not going to execute on anything. Will I means you're going to go execute. Can I means am I able to execute? Being able to execute and executing, two completely different things. Will you do it? Will you do it for yourself as an individual? Will you do it for your team as a leader of individuals? I don't know. Only you know. What I know now, though, is if you're listening, you're doing it at least for yourself. You're preparing to do it, I should say. Listening, when you listen to this, you ain't done nothing but listen to this. So I give you a lot of credit for that, and I do it all the time because you're far ahead of the, the masses who are doing nothing. But what I don't know is what are you doing after you listen to this? That's where the rubber hits the road, so to speak. What are you doing different? Are you changing? Are you growing? Is your character getting better? Are you adopting better values? And if you're a leader of other people, are you helping other people do the same thing? Are you motivating and inspiring them? Because if you're not motivated, going to be hard to motivate somebody else. Unmotivated leaders do not motivate other people. They frustrate them. So the determining factors 
It won't be how much time or money you have. Those who say, I, I would, but I don't have the resources or the time. Those people, those leaders, those individuals are simply making excuses for why they haven't done what they know they should do. Most businesses, most people, they have a smartphone or a computer. If you've already got that, it won't cost you anything to grow and develop your people or yourself. Maybe leaders don't have an opportunity to get the 200 book package off or where, where Rhea and I come speak anywhere in the country up to two hours. We pay all of our expenses. We provide you 200 books of your choice from our 31 book collection. And we invest in the development of you and your team for only $3,600. Some people don't have that. Some people really, really don't have that. Most people, they have that and just won't invest in their people. But some people really don't have it. What's stopping them from listening to this podcast series for free? Sharing it with their people. Talking about it, discussing it. What's stopping them from, from reading my articles on LinkedIn? Hundreds of articles. That's free. Videos on YouTube, on all my blue-collar leadership books, and a lot of other videos. Free. And I'm just one person. There's thousands of us out there putting out free stuff. There is no excuse. There's no excuse. That's legitimate. There's plenty of excuses. There's just none of them that are legitimate. You know, I want to we talk about it. Does it cost? Does it cost you anything? See, no amount of money will make you change your values. Develop yourself. Do the right thing. Care deeply about your team. Believe in your team. Demonstrate respect for your team. Value your team at a higher level. Listen better. Seek to understand others before you attempt to be understood. These choices I just talked about have nothing to do with money. But they have everything to do with character. Rewind and listen to that list. No amount of money can, can make you do all the stuff I just said. It's character that causes that. See, it doesn't cost a cent to change your values. Not a penny. It doesn't cost a cent to care for your team. Not a penny. It doesn't cost a cent to do the right thing. Not a penny. It doesn't cost a cent to express belief in your team and your people, not a penny. It doesn't cost a cent to respect your team members, not a penny. It doesn't cost a cent to listen to others and to seek to understand them, not a penny. Transformation is an inside job. It won't cost you a penny, nothing. However, it will cost you a lot if you don't do these things. What's it going to cost you as a leader? If you have a team of people, people reporting to you, you know, it ain't going to cost you a penny to, to improve all these things. It's going to cost you a lot of pennies not to do it. It's going to cost you disengagement. That's expensive. Turnover. That's expensive. Low morale. That's expensive. Low productivity. That's expensive. Absenteeism. That's expensive. 
All of this comes at a high cost, but it doesn't cost you anything to do those other things that's going to make you a high impact leader. You know, not only will this high cost deplete the organization's financial resources, but it also negatively impacts your leadership team. The stress and anxiety levels, especially up and down the org chart, are going to be high when you got disengagement, turnover, low morale, low productivity, absenteeism. That's the norm. Remember the transformation equation when you don't have leadership development. You don't have buy-in. You don't have unifying purpose. You don't have competency. You don't have execution. What do you get? Chaos. Chaos is stressful. You may very well already know this. High-impact leadership is a choice. It's not a requirement. It's a choice. You have to choose. You know, we're wrapping down this 30-part series. That's why we're talking about this stuff today in part 29 of 30. You've got to create the transformation. The determining factor will be your character. If you want to dive deep into character, you've got to go check out my book, Defining Influence. Increasing your influence increases your options. That's my foundational, fundamental book. It's got some deep stuff relative to character in there. It's not 90 pages, three chapters each. Let me let me look at it. I think it's uh, 19 chapters. Uh, Got to grab my book here. It's 19 chapters. About 250 pages or so. It goes deep. You want to grow and develop your character? Dive into this book. And then I got lots of other books. And Rhea's got lots of other books that will help you. Especially for someone, I could have called that book Defining Leadership because leadership is influence. But I wanted that book to be obviously for everybody. So when I talk about defining influence instead of defining leadership, Everybody knows they have influence. Everybody knows if they increase their influence, they're going to increase their options. Everybody buys into that. That's why I titled that. On the back cover of that book, I have a quote. It says, if you already knew what you need to know, you would already be where you want to go. And, and that's my thoughts, my quote. If you already knew what you need to know, you'd already be where you want to go. If you ain't there, because you haven't grown enough, you haven't learned enough, you haven't done enough, you haven't experienced enough. When it comes to execution and cultural transformation, high-impact leaders will always find a way. Low-impact managers will always find an excuse. That's what they do. They're so good at it. Low-impact people are good at finding excuses. Got a quote to share with you from Carol S. Dweck. She says, create an organization that prizes the development of ability and watch the leaders emerge. Create an organization that prizes the development of ability and watch the leaders emerge. That's the responsibility of a high-impact leader. When you start doing this, Leaders are going to come out of the woodwork. They may not be the people you expect them to be. They may not be on the org chart. 
Who cares? Who cares if they're who you expect them to be? I don't care. All I want, I'm looking for high impact people to want to be high impact leaders. I don't care the history. I don't care how many college degrees they have or don't have. I don't care. What I care is about their character. Do they want to get better? Do they want to help the organization get better? If they do, they're going to become my culture champions. I don't care if they're on the org chart. If they're not on the org chart, though, I want to try to get them to the org chart because these folks have the ability to help me transform the organization. There may, there may also be people on the org chart who don't need to be in the organization, much less on the org chart. You start down the leadership development path, you're going to find out if the people on the org chart are actually leaders of people or managers of people. I'm telling you, if you've never done this before, you're going to find out some of those folks on the org chart are going to be thorns in your side. They may already be. But when you start down this path, if they're not on board, they don't want to get on board. They don't need to be on board. Because guess what? They're not. If you can't get them on board, that ought to tell you something. I have leaders a lot of times, I hear them say it. You know what I do about these people that ain't on board? If they ain't on board, <laughs> why are you worried about them? Get them off the bus. Kick them off the bus. I can't even comprehend being a leader of a team saying, my, my management staff that reports to me, some of them not on board. How in the world are they on your team if they're not on board? You're paying people to not be on board. That does not even make sense. But people do it. The reason they do it is they don't want to deal with that choice. Leaders don't want to make that choice. High-impact leaders will make that choice. They're going to do the work up front to make sure they've done what they need to do to grow and develop these people to give them a chance. But like I told you before, the higher up the org chart they are, the less time they have to get on board. It don't even make sense really talking about giving time to be on board. If they're on a team, they ought to already be on board or they ought not be on a team to begin with. But we're talking about transformation. Not building the team from scratch. Not a high-impact leader hiring high-impact people and creating this high-impact culture from scratch. We're, I'm talking to you about cultural transformation. Meaning you do have people who may not be on board with this because you've never done this. They may be on board with other things that you've done. But when it comes time to do this, they need to be on board too. Or they don't get to play very long. It'd be like a head coach of a football team. Got a rock star on the team. They want to put them in a starting position. The rock star says, no, nah, no, nah, coach, I want to sit on the bench. If a coach leaves a t player like that on the team, Somebody who can play, who can make an impact, and that person says, no, coach, I don't want to play. I want to sit on the bench. <laughs> that person don't need to be on the team. It's something to think about. Make sure you do your work before you get them off the team. Give them an opportunity to, to play. As soon as, soon as you give them an opportunity to play, you give them another opportunity to play, you give them another opportunity to play, and finally it's pretty obvious they don't want to play, kick them off the team. If you don't do it, you're losing integrity and credibility with everybody on the team. Because everybody already knows who ain't on board. They're probably wondering, 
why are we trying to get somebody on board who ain't on board? They don't want to be on board. John Maxwell said this, and I'll leave you, leave you with this today. When you appoint leaders to your leadership team, you have given them your implicit endorsement. And they become the leadership models for other people in your organization. It's what we were just talking about. Whoever's on your leadership team, they're the model. Remember last episode or the episode before? I can't remember which one it was. Talked about uh, co-signing. If you're a leader and there's people on your team that are not on board, you have co-signed with everybody watching that you don't have to be on board. Even though I say you got to be on board, you really don't have to be on board. That's the way that same principle about when I talked about picking up trash. You walk by the trash, don't pick it up. You just co-signed. We don't have to pick up trash. I don't have to pick it up. Neither do you. If you're the top level leader and you're allowing people to not get on board when you're doing cultural transformation, you just you're broadcasting out of a loudspeaker to everybody in your organization. Hey, I'm co-signing this. He doesn't have to be on board. She doesn't have to be on board, and neither do you. Is that the message you want to send in cultural transformation? I don't think so. I know so if I'm leading it. If I'm leading cultural transformation, I'm going to take my, my staff who reports to me through this cultural transformation book that I'm covering with you right now. I'm going to lead my team through that myself, and I'm going to communicate to them along the way. Maybe you don't know where we're going right now. This book is to help you understand that. After you get through this book with me, through these sessions, however many hours that is, how many weeks it takes us to get through it, once we get through it, if you're not on board, you ain't on board. I can't make that decision for you. I'm not going to make it. You're on my team right now. I want you on my team. But by the time we get through with this book, if you communicate to me and your behavior communicates to me, you ain't on board with this, I'm happy to stop the bus and let you off. But I want you to stay on. That's why you're in here. That's why I'm going through this. I'm counting on you. I need you. I'm going to do my part. You got to do your part. If I'm the leader and I'm leading that transformation, that's the kind of conversation I'm having with my top level, top tier team people who report to me when we get done i gotta know they on board they gotta know i'm serious if you ain't on board i need to get you off the team and find somebody who's ready to get on the bus and then i want each one of those leaders who reports to me who went through the book study with me who stays on the team who is obviously on board and wants to carry out the mission each one of them has to now go get four to ten people do the book study with them Take them through the process so they know why, they know how, they know where we're going, what the mission is about. And then they can choose to get on board or not be on board. And you got to cascade, cascade that through the entire organization. And everybody gets a chance to get on the bus, to be a starter, or to get a chance to sit on the bench. And it's going to make it obvious, the leader going to make it obvious, I don't want a bunch of people sitting on the bench. I want people who are going to play. I want MVPs on my team. I want a team of MVPs. And remember Peyton Manning said it best. 
the most valuable player is the player that makes the most people valuable. The CEO, the top leader of an organization, needs to be an MVP like that, who's making the most people valuable on his or her team. Talk to you next time. Make it happen or someone else will. It might as well be you. Are you serious about taking your career and your life to the next level and beyond? Check out Max Story's Blue Collar Leadership Series books and others, now available on audio, along with paperback and ebooks at Amazon, iTunes, and Audible. Please visit bluecollarleadership.com to learn about Max books, programs, special offers, certifications, and more. Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast.